Um, hello. Also, <laughs> it was literally dust that came off. <laughs> no, I, I need to seriously dust off this whole entire countertop. But Kellen, sorry to say, is not a true fan of the sport of mixed martial arts in what? the UFC. Because when we filmed that episode last time, the reason oh, I'm going to, yeah. we have a built in excuse for why we didn't film <laughs> last week. And that's because. One, didn't really feel like we needed to, honestly. But second is that I thought the Lewis Vivac card was that upcoming weekend. Yeah. Which it wasn't. And it was Saturday. I was like, oh my God, I got to check out the fights. And I was like, oh, wow. No fights that weekend. Overall, <laughs> Bianca's birthday weekend was really good. Besides the fact that the 49ers got their um, ass handed to him. And, there were a lot uh, of hiccups that weekend, actually. Let's be honest. So, if you've ever heard of Ken's Artisan Pizza in Portland, um, PSA and calling their ass out um don't go there it is not worth the hype it is literally frozen pizza and uh we waited way too long to be so unsatisfied at the end of the meal we were on doordash by the end of the night okay i don't oh, like it as don't okay wait hold on even <laughs> because the things this man was saying to me when we were in the car and we were coming up with every single punchline we Before could. Before we just start to tear this on business a restaurant down. here, who doesn't care? Like AGNG isn't going to bring down Ken's Pizza. Okay, they had just had an article come out about how they're like top five in the nation today. Ready? That's what I woke up to this morning. I saw that article and I said to Kellen, "I'm literally going to because of this fact that they're sue this company. They're going to be doing fine. We're not going to bring down their ratings." We tried to on Yelp. We were going to bring him down. With we were going to try to make a Yelp one, review. One hell of a, one hell of a review. And also, <laughs> American Dream did us a bit dirty last time, too. And, we, so, uh, American Dream is a pizza place only in Corvallis. We've had bad luck with pizza lately. And it was, we didn't, well, we didn't get pizza, get pizza so we can't like, really complain. How hard is it to bring us a couple breadsticks? We got breadsticks and salad. And the salad, to me, wasn't as good as it could have been. Sorry. And don't even get Bianca started on city cheese. But oh my god. <laughs> but the breadsticks were actually the best breadsticks I've had from there. They just took they could put a little more girth on hour. them though, I think. Yeah, they were like this thin. I but mean, they Jesus. were really buttery. I'll give it to them for the breadstick taste. No, they lathered them up for us. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Here's some extra garlic butter on yeah. top." We probably wasted an extra hour. We didn't need to be there for an extra hour though. Oh yeah, I literally. You're only allowed to eat one like, course so there at a time. A breadstick. Yeah. Forty-five minutes. Ago. I think we We're learned our lesson. We're done with though. our salad at that we point. We don't sit in uh, Terry and whatever her name was. Their seat. There's this couple is like engraved. Terry and Sharon or something, bro. Terry and something. I don't know, but these people like engraved their names into the brick wall next to where we were sitting in the booth, and they cursed it. It's only for them. That is their booth, and if we, were we ever saying sit if they in that walked again, in and we knew it was them, we would sh- definitely shoulder bump them on the way out. <laughs> we were like, "Thanks, Terry, <laughs> for this freaking <laughs> shit salad and long ass breadstick." We're starting this episode on a positive Sorry, note, Sorry, yeah. but yeah, our few, Ken's, I guess we're just Dave Portnoy at this point. Giving our pizza review, we just wanted a bitter, a better experience. A bitter, we got a better one for sure. <laughs> we just wanted a better experience after waiting we've spent our own time in portland could have been doing anything we wanted but we were standing outside any other restaurant in the 39 so degree weather and i was like in a t-shirt basically and i didn't have which a, isn't a good call on I mine but when you ex- when you expect to get in after that not to mention that that weight in the cold was only to put your name on the wait list. Oh, yeah. We had to come back an hour and 20 minutes later, then come back. And Kellen took initiative for once in his life and was like, no, Bianca, we're not waiting in this line again. And we just cut the line, went in. And as soon as we opened that door, they're like, Bianca. And I was like, like, oh, my God, it's and, meant we, to yeah, be. Yeah, we were like, oh, my God, this is such a good sign. It's going to be the best pizza ever. We get sat down. And then I they order bring out my burrata Coke, watery milk bread. And they bring out the pizza and we're like... Already off the bat, the look of it wasn't even a ten. Bianca, Bianca said, "What do you think?" And I was like, "What would she say? What do you rate it at?" And then I was like, "What would you rate it?" And he goes, "I want to hear, I want to hear your ratings first." And I was like, "Yeah, I know he's he's thinking the same thing." Well, I just took a bite. I was like, 
We might as well be in Albany. We just might taking as down well a normal pizza. have gotten McDonald's. I would have been more satisfied with the fucking freaking McNuggets. And the guy is insistent upon us taking one slice of pizza home. And we're like, oh, no, it's okay. He's like, are I was you like, sure? I'll wrap oh, it up yeah, in foil and for you. Like, oh, like wrap it up in foil is going to make it crispy for me? We Were you guys so happy? Like, how was it? And we're like, oh, so good. Like, we couldn't lie. And then we had a piece left. And he was like, so you want it for later? Because we were like, oh, yeah, it was good. And we're like, no, it's okay. And he's like, what? I wanted, yeah. You don't want to take this last slice? And we're like, no, it's just going to, like, reheating it, you know? Like, chugging one slice around in the car. And he's like, oh, I'll put it in tinfoil. <laughs> like, thanks. Oh, yeah, like, that'll give it some structural thanks, integrity. Jim, yeah, I wanted to Spencer Shea that thing when Miss Benson <laughs> gives him the yogurt balls. And you just freaking throw it like, oh. No one's looking. But it made our night like so funny because, because we were just we were just hating. shitting on them all night. Like we literally were just like And it's a good place. Like what? Like it's a good location, it's a fun place to be. No. But it's just not like literally what you expect every part of it was uncomfortable. When you waste so much of your day. Actually, we were yeah, this it was a hot close. Sauna. We were this close to some other couple. As soon as you walk in, it's like muggy. I'm just trying There's to bring a little a bit of hot Line all the way like to the out the door, but all the way up through the even the front. So people are just standing there. So even walking in is hard. Like not a single part of it was good. A can of Coke. They what brought was the me out a can out of, it? of Coke, and it was like four dollars for a single can of Coke. A positive? Yeah. Their ranch. They had good ranch. I'll give them that. Good ranch. That was what they had. Okay. That was good. All right. I would Sorry. say that it was good for the first two minutes. Maybe. After that, once the burrata starts seeping into the bread. It was like literally you lift up the bread and it's like. like and like we got the no Brooklyn. No undercarriage. Yeah. As, as, they, as would they would say. say. <laughs> i watched a food review today or pizza review today and he's like look at that undercarriage look at that undercarriage look at it oh my god this undercarriage and he said it so, and i forget where and he gave it an eight one so it was pretty good eight one if i had to put it on a scale i'd probably go five for kids mm, are you actually kidding that is so generous i mean it was like a three two Okay, yeah, I guess five five is definitely a rookie score, but because that's an even number. Rookie vet. Three point two is a random ass fucking number. Because it's gonna... a vet number. Yeah, it's what someone knows what they're talking about. Best pizza we've ever had, though. I haven't had it yet. <laughs> I don't think I've had it. Yet. One of my favorite pizzas that I've <laughs> ever had is actually called the oh, Bianca. Serrata, are we gonna go? And it, we're going there next weekend, so he gets to try it. It's an Italian place at the coast that we live, but it's called my the pizza I love is called the Bianca, which is so it's funny because it's literally exactly how I would make a pizza if you know me. It's with white sauce, garlic, olive oil like on top, basil, and honey drizzled on it. Like, if you know me, is that not the most me pizza? Like, if I were to create a pizza, that is exactly what it would be. So, it's funny because it's my name. Which, Bianca is kind of like Blanca, which means, like, white. So, it's kind of like a white-style pizza, like, white sauce, you know, all that. But, um, no, I honestly think we should... kind of pizza. I just... The one thing that I don't love about those pizzas, they get really rich. So, I love a little bit of a I, red sauce combo. Yeah. So, if we could get two and we could, like, split... Cause just one of those pizzas with the garlic and the butter it just but i like, don't even want to split it because i know i won't like another pizza better than that one like i want okay. that one more okay because you know it was the same situation when we went to that brewery and we split one and you kind of ended up liking mine more but then we were like oh it's okay to have the red sauce because it kind of cuts the richness but we yeah. still liked the taste of the other one more which was also called the bianca so it's a theme i'm the best so I think maybe I we, we get that and then we can like cut it with like a pasta dish. But we can talk about it later. Yeah, we can talk about it later. <laughs> talk about it later. But <laughs> what did I say when I woke up this morning? First thing that comes to my mind, having dreams about Photoshop. I mean, I'm just dreaming about like trying to do things in Photoshop now. Photoshop is okay. Like you have to like. And I don't tell know. the people what things are. Like if I didn't know what Photoshop was, I would think you're talking about like Photoshopping a picture. Yeah, no, like, like the, Photoshopping the is like app. is an app where you can edit things in it. That I'm sure 99% of the population has a computer knows. No. But I've just been learning about it the past like year and a half just with an internship 
thinking about it a lot, but the first thing that I thought about this morning was Volk versus Islam and how the days are counting down. And the card is going to be absolutely amazing. We'll go like, we'll do some picks. And I'm going to try to keep Bianca more incorporated in this episode, you know? She's been very, my, my co-host has been very verbal about wanting to be more oh my involved God. in no. the podcast. no. I didn't say anything about being more involved or verbal. I just say if you look back at some of the clips, I the do cut you off I, at times. There, yeah, and the I things apologize. that I say, he'll I need to get just better at that. run past one of my thoughts or things that I have to say, which is whatever, because he is very I like. Just have to be really if he careful. doesn't say something, he'll forget it. So he's always like, go, go, go. I just have to be careful because you'll say things like, "Didn't Michael Chandler come in the UFC this year?" And then, and then we'll really have to restart the pod. Okay, so we're actually throwing heat at each other now. We're <laughs> no, no. shooting shots. Well, because remember, the, didn't I say okay, something I'll about my... mine, <laughs> if you want. No, but didn't that actually... <laughs> didn't that not happen? The last time I accidentally threw you off guard and I made a comment about Michael Chandler. You just find the greatest times re- to throw me off guard, you don't re- you? Because <laughs> I'll be getting right into my favorite topics. I'll be like Ilya Taporia. Oh, Mom Sarvoyev, something like that. And she'll just throw a wrench in it. And she'll be like, oh, did his opponent, like, wasn't he born March 7th of, like, 1966? And I'll be like, okay, you couldn't have waited till after, maybe. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Whoa. Moving on. Summer birthday? Oh, my God. Like, wait, his eyes are blue? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get it. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay, there's things I say that you like... You just find the greatest times to just... Okay, I actually am crying now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm actually crying. I'll keep her more involved with this right here because this is a UFC okay, wait, podcast or whatever. See. But I think that one, one topic that we did leave out of our podcast last week was... Because we try to just do a year and review, give away some awards and stuff like that. So, I but I did forget because the episode was running a bit too long for Bianca's taste. So, okay, I actually had to go. Remember, it wasn't like dude, you're literally bawling right now. <laughs> okay, but I can't see because there's okay? like my mascara God. in my eyes. I need to have tissues on hand because I guess I just make people laugh till they cry. Dude, I haven't laughed like that, like where I cry in a while what am i it here just, for you know just caught me off guard that is but, all i want your take as of right now all right we have alexander volkanovsky brandon moreno aljamain sterling um islam leon pijeda jamal hill and no current heavyweight champion what out of the males do you think is most susceptible to being un- unveiled like who do you think could lose who who do you think is most likely to lose their title would it be Islam this week against Alexander? Yamhal. That's a good call. Yamhal Hill. I do. Th- I actually do think so. Because we I was talking about maybe doing a segment on most interesting divisions. And that honestly could be... The light heavyweight division might actually be the most interesting just because of how wide open it is and how not... I feel like in a lot of the other divisions, the drop-off from the champion maybe in the top few candidates to um, the rest of the pack is pretty drastic. But in Jamal Hill's case, he's not much better than Pierre Prochka. I'd probably favor him against Magomed Ankalaev. Jan Blachowicz is a toss-up rocket. You never know. Um, Nikita Krylov definitely on the come-up. Like, There's a ton of guys that could definitely... Like, I wouldn't be surprised in the next maybe four years if John Jones doesn't come back down to 205, which is unlikely, or if somebody else comes up to light heavyweight. I honestly could see multiple guys getting like holding the belt. Like I, I honestly maybe believe be there really could be cool. three, three guys that touch gold in the light heavyweight division this year. Like Dang. I don't think I like I really do believe because there's no reason why Jamal Hill couldn't lose a fight. All these because all these other dudes like uh, Kamara Usman, like Islam Makhachev, I f- they just are so good at one thing that it's really hard for other people to stop them. But when it comes to like heavyweight, you just have a bunch of well-rounded guys that it's just a toss-up every single time. Like I feel like that's the one division where if there's a title fight, you're like, oh yeah, that's that one's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. As if Islam Makhachev's fighting, usually it's probably going to be it. 
it's basically like Habib yeah. fighting. Like nobody else is going to think Islamakhachev yeah. is going to lose. But that that's the one thing that I think that um, Alexander Volkanovsky is probably the most, even though he is at the lower a lower weight class, he does probably pose the most question marks. Just because we've never seen the guy lose. Yeah. We've never seen the guy lose. He pieces up everybody fights. And he's just a little tank. And so how is Islam going to deal with that? That's my biggest question. We'll find out. Do you have any thoughts on the fight, though? Honestly. Um. Well, so you're going to get mad because my thoughts are that I, you just brought up a point that I was thinking in my head that is off topic. So should I say Yeah, it? to bring it at me. Just bring it at me. Let's go. What do you think about Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor? Yeah. We never talked about well, that. I think, I think we did kind of foreshadow it a little bit last episode. Well, no, we wondered who it was going to be. We said but we who, did say it we was said maybe going to be. We, no, I didn't oh, wait, think we did. did we you, just said yeah, who we I wanted think you it said it, you wanted it to be Connor and Michael. No, I said, I think I said I wanted Michael to be on it, but then I said I wanted it to be Robert, and I wanted the New Zealand guys, but then you oh, said it's usually yeah. people who fight, but we didn't know who it was going to be yet. Yeah. So no, I think the Connor's going to be wild. Cool. It's going to be the most tuned in for sure. I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be like everyone's going to watch this season. Because everybody, when he was on with Uriah Faber, that was an absolute whack season. But it's going to be fun though. And I was yeah. th- I was telling Bianca that like, I wonder how many people are going to be butthurt. Because even though Michael Chandler does have a big platform, people are going to want to be on Team Connor. Just to like have him follow Just, you on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just because he's a legend and like yeah. the goat. So I feel like people are going to want him for sure. But I feel like there's a ton regardless, of it's pretty, it's going to be pretty even and good, like mm-hmm. equal. I think it's going to be, I wonder if there's actually going to be like heat between the two guys though. Cause you know how they like, they want the drama of like them fighting each other and them like kind That's of. That's like what I don't know because we've literally got like four different versions of Conor McGregor in the past like three fights of his because he literally totally. was like nice Conor with Donald yeah. and then he comes back nice Conor with the first fight with Poirier, right? And yeah, then he loses then, to Poirier then he becomes a dickwad then and mean then Conor mean again. Conor all the way throughout and now he's like respectful towards kind of Michael but then you know there's going to be heat. I feel like now, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be, he, I think he just has to like play character because like more people are going to watch. Nobody wants to see Lovey Dovey Michael and Lovey Dovey Connor. With yeah, because they like, both oh, are like, no, can no, actually no. be nice. Yeah. I think that it, Michael in his interview with uh, some, uh, who was it? I think Brett Okamoto. It's going to be good till it's not. Or, or yep. the Ariel Hawani. They're going to be gonna fine. Be like a switch, and then there's going to be, gonna not, the guys yeah. are going to be fine. The two of their teammates are going to be fighting or team members are going to be fighting. Yep. Connor says something. Michael's going to be like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then it's going to get they, heated. There's going to be like a blowout. I think they are <laughs> yeah. going to try to start it off being nice to each other, obviously. And being like, not like pals, but they're going to be like nice how they are. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a blowout thing. And then everyone's going to be so excited for their fight. Yeah. No, and I love Michael Chandler. Like, I'll tune into every single interview he has. But I, the dude, okay, hear me out on this. So, Dustin Poirier feels like, I do think that Michael Chandler, he's a really good speaker. Everybody Motivational likes him. Speaker? Uh, yeah, people, shout out to Mipe. The I know, old that's Mipe literally sports, what baby. I'm thinking. God damn, rest in peace. But, Michael Chandler, good guy. But, I think Dustin Poirier is kind of right when he talks about how, He's a little bit, he's what a little he sus say? sometimes, you know, oh, really? trying to fish hook Dustin Poirier in their fight. Oh. Like I'm a believer of God, I'm Jesus, dude. But when you get into a fight, you can't be, you're not the nice guy all the time. No. And when you're if like you a competitive D1 a wrestler, you have a screw loose. Exactly. There's a little something there. So that's if why that's, it's going to be so fun. Because you can't literally physically take that much pain and like hitting and like yeah. power if there wasn't something in you that was like. And he's not a He's, he's 36 years old so he's like dedicated and he's a psychopath like he's not a lot of people that are pushing 40 look the way michael chandler does oh yeah no. and the fight might be at 172 i think it is going to be at 170 which is kind of a wrench in things but who even cares why is it a wrench just because dana doesn't really love that he knows both of those guys can make 155 because they're true 155ers. Both of those guys would get wrecked at 170, you know? Because it's like so he likes guys fighting that? at their... Well, because I think Connor probably wants to fight at his biggest and baddest, and it's getting harder for De- uh, Michael to cut weight to 155, even though he so, can. Yeah. But that would be interesting, too, because depending on when they schedule the fight and stuff... They're going to be maybe starting to cut weight and stuff, maybe. 
even though it's not going to be as extreme yeah but it could it could maybe somebody keep an eye on because it could end up making tempers flare a little bit more but there's it's respect connor because he could have came back. Like, let's look at the ranking. I'm he actually came back shocked Connor's doing it because it's not he doesn't. Fight. Well, no, not the fight, but like even the show. Because he doesn't seem like the type of guy. He's like, I, I can't just imagine want it. my money and I want to leave. Like now he doesn't even really care about like the trash talking and stuff. But I feel like for him to actually do the show, he was offered a lot of money to do it. I bet. Doesn't it feel like a little bit too good to be true almost? Yeah. Like I just get that vibe. Yeah, I agree. Do you think he's going to back out? I really hope not. It's pretty set in stone, I feel like, though. But it just seems like we're going to get this 40 million follower Conor McGregor on a reality TV show. It's going to be... We'll see. It's going to be weird. But I'm mostly just excited for them to fight. Just because it's going to be... That's going to be insane. Yeah. Heater... And also, okay, this is what I do love about the UFC and my uh, Conor McGregor is big respect taking a fight against Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler is arguably, I would say he's a maybe a little past his peak, but he's still like one of the top five guys in the lightweight division or in the world at his weight class. And Conor coming back to that, that's respect. But also, Conor McGregor can sell any pay per view he wants. Mm-hmm. He could fight anybody, an easy fight, a tune up fight, mm-hmm. and so. At the same time, Connor's at that point in his career where he can just fight big money fights, and if he loses, his stock's still the same as he wakes up, as even if he loses, you know what I mean? So yeah, or if he true. wakes up the next day and he loses, you know. So like, I don't know. I just think that the UFC they could have easily did some random ass fight and just know that Conor McGregor is going to sell a bunch of pay per views. But now we get the double edge where it's going to be like, okay, we're going to get tough Ultimate Fighter. On top of the fact that you're fighting somebody who cuts the best promos in the UFC yeah. with oh, Michael yeah. Chandler, because he's one of the best trash talk. I mean, not trash talkers, but he's one of the best speakers. And that's going to be a really fun because Connor's going to say something. And when he was like talking shit to Uriah Faber on, on Ultimate Fighter, he, Uriah, he's not the best at trash talk. But Michael, it's going to be fun to see him like talk How he trash takes in what he because says. he's really yeah. smart and he, he's probably going to come he's back quick. with a witty yeah. comeback. Yeah, he's quick, and he doesn't get rattled too. Because there's a ton of times when I feel like you shoot questions at some of these fighters and they kind of just have to think about them things for a second, but he's just super mature about everything. Well, and it's I don't just know if it's mature or if it's almost like Mike, I'm talking about Michael though. No, I know. I, it's almost like that, like salesman instigator. Yeah, bro, like they know exactly like what a to real say. Estate agent exactly. Or like, like they know what to say to like what you want to hear yeah and they and that that's kind of the vibe that like i feel like dustin was kind of trying to talk about is that he's a little like i'll tell you what you want to hear and be so like perfect but i actually am kind of an instigator and a little sus behind the scenes right and because like like he'll people ask him stupid questions but he answers them like it was a normal question yeah and i'll think to myself that was a stupid question but he gives you like the same answer to every other question yeah and it's just sales pitchy yeah but it's nice that he does that. Yeah, he gives everybody nice like respect to totally. But it's gonna be fun, dude. And I was so we'll the see. promo for that's gonna be sickening. I wonder when they're gonna fight. The undercard better be stacked, baby. What if they did it in like Ireland or something? Because they don't have a location yet. Uh, I doubt it. That would be It'll probably too be good Vegas. To be true. Probably be Vegas for Connor. Yeah, probably Vegas. I don't know. Why would they not have a location? Isn't everywhere pretty much in Vegas? For all of the fights? No. Or like Like, uh, Anaheim? uh, Jorge Maswell is going to be fighting Gilbert Burns in Miami. Ooh. Florida, which is going to be sick. That would be big for Jorge because isn't he from there? Yeah. It's like the first time in like for like 20 years that they haven't been to Miami. There's so so many good fights. Are they almost trying to like travel to where? Yeah. Well, because they had like the Brazil thing and then they had, I don't know. Well, Jorge's not the favorite, bro. Oh, no. No, I mean in terms of betting, or like Jorge obviously is the. I'm tr- in terms of betting. Betting. Yeah. Gilbert's favored to beat his ass in that fight, without a doubt. Oh, but everyone like Jorge's one of those guys that's also kind of like a must-watch just because he's such a shitty person and trash talker. I think the real king of Miami though is Colby. <laughs> No, honestly though, the I actually was watching Ari Hawani and the Especially not Colby do tough, but yeah, go ahead. They were trying to do Jorge and Colby, I think. On tough? Yeah. 
there would have been security that would have been there that would have never worked out the boys would have never actually benefited because they wouldn't it would have been too big of a distraction oh 100 though and plus i don't even think colby would care enough for other people to coach. i think they were trying to do jorge and colby that would be sick but anybody that jorge's fighting though it, it wouldn't have been good no there would have been a lot of separations yeah but Colby, the thing, he might not be fighting because I think that he, this is just like a rumor, but because of the legal stuff with him and Jorge, the reason why oh. he might not be fighting is because he's trying to prove that he sustained damage from Jorge. And so he couldn't take an MMA fight because that would prove that he's fine, right? Or something oh. like that. So, yeah. So he's just trying to sue him. So he has to kind of like take a chill pill to get that coin. i don't know how i feel about it people are calling him a, a bitch for suing 100 percent. but colby beat his ass in the 25 minutes that they fought and then jorge jumps him what's more of a bitch move yeah but i also feel like you got paid to seriously fight someone in front of everybody but instead you sucker punch him i mean but like what is was, the bigger if rules were reversed i could 100 percent see colby jumping him you know? I don't know. Man. I think I could. He's see Colby too doing money wily. I he would not want to do that. I they are little. They let their emotions take the best of them. Honestly, both of them. I don't think that Colby would have been any better in the scenario. You're not wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see Colby fucking. I think he's just trying somebody. to get money. There would have been no back. world in which Colby would have jumped him because there's no world in which he's going to lose to Jorge in a UFC fight anyway. They should do a rematch. I think it would be good. <laughs> they should do a rematch. No way. No way. You don't think they'll ever fight again? No. No way. Corey's oh. almost 40. He's like 38, going on 39. He looks good. Yeah. Honestly, my 40-year-old standards are like way higher now just because <laughs> just of the UFC. <laughs> like, it's just like, I know Michael Chandler's like pushing 37 almost. Maybe, I think he's like 36. I guess it's And he it's literally looks as, like he's 25. As you get older, though, like I feel like you're... Like, the ages start to seem not as old, obviously. You know, it's like we're 10 years away, less than 10 years away from 30. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I'm 30, I'm going to be like, this is so young. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm chilling. I know. I I feel like my life, when I, I just think about life, oh, I'm so late doing things. Oh, my God. And it's like, I'm not even yeah. 22 yet. Yeah, I know. We, like, rush ourselves so much. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of rushing... 28 minutes later on it nothing on pizza and conor mcgregor oh one more thing <laughs> that'll that'll be my doing um bruh hmm. hamzad and robert whitaker hmm. probably sooner or later that fight's gonna get announced hamzad and robert robert better take bring home the bacon baby I don't know how that one's gonna go. I know, but I think that could be my dream fight of twenty twenty three. Like out of all the fights that they could make, that could be my favorite. Besides a Colby versus like a random Colby fighting is probably my favorite, just because any other welterweight hates him, and also it's just a big fight. Yeah, but but in Robert terms of and Robert and Comzot fighting, that would I mean it would benefit you and I. We would love to see that. I love Robert. You How, want Hamza. I don't know who I want to win that. Though. You want Hamza. Just be honest with yourself. Just be honest. I wonder how much of an underdog <laughs> Hamza will be in that fight. Anytime I think of Robert Whitaker, I get like a sense of like fuzzy. Like, <laughs> like he makes me... <laughs> like I want to like... Go to Hawaii, go somewhere tropical, and just like I want to like go home and watch Soul that Surfer. Vi vibe. Like he just brings like chill. Well, you're gonna love talking about this UFC card. Cause where is it, Bianca? Where is this fight card? New Zealand, Perth, Australia. Australia. Yeah, and we got a homeboy Jack Della, Madalena's fighting on this card. Jamie Malarkey's fighting on this card. Uh, who else do we got? Cooley Bow's fighting on this card. Obviously, the Volk, the Volks are fighting on this card, baby. We got some big boys on this card in perth it's gonna be absolutely crazy we got i wish tied to ivasa would have not taken that fight against sergey pavlovich and maybe like waited until this card because let your brain heal a little bit but fuck dude <laughs> but i got really quickly though really quickly bianca didn't get to watch these but the one we gotta highlight a few things here okay 
And it's that I had no idea some of these guys existed, all right? But I'm going to rattle something off for you, all right? We got Hyunsung Park and Rinya Nakamura, all right? So, Rinya, that's a name. Hyunsung Park, I really like him, all right? I think that he's going to be pretty good. He's going to be a great addition to the uh, flyweight division, all right? But he did struggle. I don't know really how good Sungkook Choi is. I think that could have been these two guys were just a little bit hesitant in because I've never seen them fight before. But you could tell that Hyung Song is just really quick. Like he just reminds me of kind of that. He does. He actually he fights really similarly to uh, Song Yudong and like re- really good grappling, really quick everything just like the way he works in and out his punches his hooks are extremely powerful like you can tell if he connects on your chin like he's gonna drop you but the sung Choi was actually really tough and all these guys are concerned they're like oh you're fighting for a ufc contract let's be real if you make it to the finals of a ufc tournament that is involved and if you're fighting on a ufc card like bro have you not don't you understand like if you watch the ultimate fighter that you don't have to win the ultimate fighter don't you realize that you don't have to win to make it to the ufc that is just a big like oh you're gonna win that's just to get the trophy bro Mm -hmm. if you make it second place third place if you have exciting fights look at dan argetta gets knocked out in the first round against ricky tertios what is he doing he's in the ufc right now bro it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's just for that title but we did get a new guy all right rinya nakamura this dude has hamzat energy he has it i mean that fight with the toshiyomo kazama toshiyomo kazama fearless absolutely goes in there i don't even i think he was just trying to like maybe land a lucky shot but the rinya nakamura dude he kind of looks like a dude you'd make in ufc for <laughs> like i'm i'm being honest with you he has hamzat energy and he has that one punch knockout power like his freaking left hook that he landed or whatever his counter punch it just absolutely changed the dynamic of the fight it was like okay toshioma seems like he, toshiomi seems like he's actually kind of legit and then all of a sudden bam game lights out parties over just gerald mershard at him all right and then also apparently has a hella good wrestling background so what are you gonna do shoot on this guy it's just crazy dude like some of these kids that are coming into the ufc bo nickel now rinya nakamura hamza chimaev so many good guys it's just the new wave of the ufc and it's like gonna be a standard now like there's no specialist anymore you literally have to be a mixed martial artist mm-hmm. to succeed you have if you're gonna be a good striker you better have good takedown defense. that's so if you're true. a good wrestler what are you gonna say that's so true. Yeah, like you seriously been raised. You, you the bars or the bar the bar is the bar been drastically raised, dude. It is crazy. <laughs> but Rinya, right now, you could put him against anybody in the top fifteen. I guarantee you, he's gonna stick with them. In that, we're talking about literally the craziest division in all of the UFC, and I think Rinya is right up there. Also, going back down, Hansong Park at one twenty five. His other guy, the guy that opened up the card man from japan tatsura taira we talked about him on his ufc debut uh, debut against uh carlos candelario i had no idea what to expect i knew he had good submissions and then he beat cj vergara and now jesus aguilar the dude i'm thinking the ufc honestly because we're talking at the beginning like through the whole entire band i mean the flyweight division there's good guys obviously at the top and there's more guys coming in all the time especially as you've seen with this tournament hyung sung park is a killer but there's no reason not to fast track, fast track Tatsuro Taeda just because that his ground game he gets he he does enough on the feet. Okay, he's got pretty crisp, clean boxing, but when you get to the top, yeah, that's what I said right here. Yeah, fast track Tatsuro because <laughs> let's look at the rankings. Let's look at the freaking rankings. Who you got? Muhammad Mokayev, Sumudarji, Tagiro, and back up Tyson Nam. Guarantee you, Tatsuro Taeda can hang with all those guys. When we get to Melnell Cap, that's a different story. Okay, we'll talk about Melnell Cap later. But <laughs> it seems like a lot of guys are even on the feet. I mean, there are some guys in McTation Nikolai who can just piece you up. You can't get inside on him at all. Tatsuo Taylor seems like he can take down anybody in the division. And if you try to take him down, he's going to pop his head out of that guillotine you just pulled. And then he's going to land some ground and pound. And then he's going to put you ahead in an arm trope or, or, head tri- or arm triangle. And then, or he's going to take your back and sing in a rear naked choke. Or if he's on his back, bro, he's going to pull triangle he's just so dangerous everywhere and he just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like any time as somebody is beat like fighting him even though tatsuru is in a bad position you always kind of have that faith that it's like okay he's gonna get out of this and he's gonna make you pay for what you just put him in bro so i really like tatsuro um 
But that was kind of my main takeaways. Like, Rinya Nakamura, hella good. Tatsuro Taira, insane. And the Jung Young Lee, that was a weird fight. Ja Yi got absolutely screwed. Anshul Jubilee, really good boxing. Oh, Adam Fugit, he won. He's from Eugene, bro. But, That's yeah. sick. Though, that was sick, but. And also Devin Clark. He had a good performance against Donald Jung, who I thought was unstoppable before that Dustin Jacoby fight. But I've got a proposal for you. I know that Jailton Almeida called out March and Tibera, who got the dub against Blago Ivanov. But I think, uh, speaking of fast-tracking, Jailton Almeida versus Sergey Spivak would be one heck of a show, baby. I think that could be one of the sickest fights. I th- That could be the one fight, besides Hamzat and uh, Robert Whitaker, that I want to see the most, just because you're going to get two guys, bro, that it's like when a... Uh, What's that one saying? When an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. <laughs> what are we going to get here? Because like both of those guys can be interchangeable either one. Unstoppable force, Spe- Sergey Spivak. Unstoppable object, Jalton Almeida. Unstoppable object, Sergey, Sergey Spivak. Unstoppable force, Jalton Almeida. Like, Jalton Almeida, rag- Almeida ragdolls the biggest guys in the world with uh, Shamil Abdurakimov. Just put him on his back. Shamil is never on his back that much probably in his life. But... And then we get Sergey Spivak, who goes in there against uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, understands that probably don't want to stand with this guy. So we're going to find his back or we're going to trip him. Just stay away. Like, keep him facing the other direction from us. And we're just going to land shots from behind the ear. And we're going to sink in a choke or whatever. I think it was a sink in a choke. I think it was an arm triangle or something. But I think that would be the, one of the craziest fights because especially heavyweight right now. Because as much as we want to think that heavyweight is pretty crazy we got jalton i made at 14 here and we got who now where's sergey at sergey's at eight it's a pretty sick fight because looking at it right now Jalton Almeida, he's going to beat Alexander Romanov. Probably, that's probably the toughest fight. He's going to beat Chris Dawkins. He's going to run through March and Tibera. We know that. He already beat Derek Lewis. He's going to beat Jarzini Rosenstruck. So why see him fight another fight in there when we just know he's going to beat all of them? Let's just fast track his ass to the top. Sergey Spivak. And we just have two young guns fighting. And then after that, bro, one more fight, title shot. And I guarantee you, whoever they're fighting, whether that be John Jones... Whether that be Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon is especially in danger if Jalton Almeida is fighting. I'm going to go on record saying it right now. I don't think anybody in the division can grapple with Jalton Almeida. The only way to maybe beat him is to like survive a round where he's on top of you, destroying you, and hopefully he's tired. I know that's probably not going to happen at 2 of 5 because he's going to be not as big, not as much muscle on him. But at two, like at heavyweight, he does probably have a little bit more. He's probably a little more susceptible to losing just because... I mean, the dude's got probably one of the best physiques in the UFC at the heavyweight division, but he's got a lot of muscle on him, so you know, and it takes a lot of energy to hold down some of these big guys that weigh 40 more pounds than you. So doing that over the course of five rounds, who knows if he can do it, but I'm going record saying I don't think anybody's going to beat Jalton Almeida at heavyweight, especially light heavyweight. Light heavyweight, bro, speaking of that, Jalton Almeida could be the double champ because right now, if you put him against Jamal Hill, I guarantee you Jalton Almeida takes Jamal Hill down, holds him on the ground, and chokes him out. I guarantee you he does that to Hiri Prohachka. Not because Hiri Prohachka doesn't have good takedown defense or anything. It's because Hiri, I love the man so much. He's such an exciting fighter. But as we saw in the Glover to Share fight, bro, dude puts himself in whack positions. He, <laughs> like, he'll be like winning an exchange, and all of a sudden he throws a flying knee right and gets taken down. It's like... Like, why are why you doing that? Why are you doing that? Doing that? Yeah. <laughs> why do that? So that's my spiel is UFC. If you want to make an exciting fight that you could put on a UFC fight night, you, we just put, had Sergey Spivak in his first ever UFC main event. Put Jalton Almeida in there. Put him on the map and see where it takes you. Because either way, it doesn't matter. If you lose to Jalton Almeida or if Jalton Almeida loses to Sergey Spivak, it's like, oh my God, I lost to one of the best guys in the world who's probably going to be a champion one day. Also, if Tom, Tom Aspinall gets healthy, I would love to see a rematch between um, Tom Aspinall and our boy, Sergey Spivak. Just because back in when we were, went to, uh, where would we go? We went to Bottle Rock. And oh. Sergey Spivak stepped in on short notice against Tom Aspinall. Yeah. And I was saying, bro, we can't sleep on this guy. <laughs> this guy from Maldo. Or, yeah, I think he's from... I don't know so. where Aldo is. Hmm? I don't know where that is. Yeah. 
I think I don't I don't want to say that. Like where's? I don't want to know. I don't even know. I don't want to say it again because I don't know where he's from. <laughs> you don't want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, I don't want to embarrass myself. But that's those are the matchups, baby. <sighs> I really just want to talk about UFC 284, okay? Because we got some fights. We don't have to talk about Max. We can save that for later. But I guess it kind of does fall into everything just because we're talking about 145 pound division the implications of ufc 284 on that division but as of ufc 284 we're gonna get a sick ass main event dude probably one of the craziest super fights you could have i'm usually not really an alexander volkanovsky fan just because that's so surprising to me i'm starting to like him more all right and i'm going to be a fan now <laughs> all right I, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now that i have not been the biggest supporter of alexander volkanovsky because i love max holloway all right so it's just been hard for me yeah. to accept alexander volkanovsky all of that all right yeah but i do right. i do like alexander volkanovsky now especially because i don't really feel any type of way between islam and alexander the reason i don't like them is because when you watch their fights they're so much better than their competition that it's just boring to watch their fight but now we get two guys that are going to be going at it that we don't know the answer to the question. Obvious answer is that Islam is going to buzzsaw through him. And I even made a segment on this podcast that says, we need to stop with the cap. Alexander Volkanovsky is not going to take this fight against Islam Akachev. Well, he did take the fight against Islam. <laughs> and that's respect in and of itself, all right? But. He sounds like a politician right now. The one but. thing that is interesting to me, which separates alexander from probably the rest of the pack at lightweight because i'll say it right now at lightweight dustin poirier justin gaethje benil dariush michael chandler rough up is let me get down to armand favorite fighter um those guys i if they fight islam i can Surely and positively say, Benil Dariush, kind of an X-Factor, he has good grappling, but I think that they would fight the same way through that entire fight. And what I mean by that is if things aren't going good, it's going to be hard for them to adjust. Islam's going to keep doing his thing. The one thing that I'm confident about with Alexander, and I think a lot of people will tell you this, is the dude makes in-fight adjustments. He was three, he was like two rounds down to max. The rest of the fight looked completely different because he changed up. He went all Henry Cejudo on him. He went all Stipe Miocic on him, bro. And he, I just think that if Alexander gets the shit beat out of him in round one, we could see a completely different round two. Mm -hmm. If Alexander gets the shit beat out of him in round two and one. Round three. Bro, he could knock him out in round three. I'm telling you right now. And he's so clean. I was just watching some of his highlights with Korean Zombie, bro. His head movement. The way he stay, when he hits you, it stings. I don't think he's gonna be able to drop Islam. I don't think he's gonna. I don't really even think he's gonna beat Islam. But I think he's gonna give Islam a hell of a time, just because I think that he understands Alexander's just a different bird, like different breed and a beast. I was about to say breeze, <laughs> one a away breast. from breast. <laughs> but I think that he has the. He's got the keys. He doesn't have a lot of a neck. It's hard to choke someone out when they don't have much of a neck. And they don't really have much of limbs. They don't have a lot of limbs either. He doesn't. Short muscle insurgents. What are you going to do, arm bar him? I don't think so. We're talking about a guy that used to weigh in the 200s. We're talking to a dude that had a snake around his neck. Did you see Alexander Volkanovsky, his oh old God. hairstyles? The dude... He's made, lived many lives within one life. He looks different. He's had multiple different looks within the same life. He went from like Steve Irwin-esque to like Jason Statham all in one lifetime. And he's not even 40 yet. It's like the exact comparison. It's like literally Jason Statham now compared to Steve Irwin. That was good. Do you have a prediction for this fight though? I just really believe that as much as we want to think that Alex has a shot, <laughs> I just don't know if he has a shot. I don't know. I don't think I honestly, I personally think I like Alex more because I've seen him fight more, I feel like. So I want him to win and I feel like he, he has it in him. At the Maybe at the bottom of him. Maybe, like He really needs to grab it. Yeah. He's got to dig deep. I think yeah. he could make Islam dig deep. Dig deep. 
dip, dip. But so, I'm not convinced that Islam Makachev isn't made of flexible cement, though. I don't hate Islam either, though. Like, he is a good guy. Oh, yeah. But I, I based it on personality. I just don't think. Sure, Alex may stop a takedown in the first minute of the fight. Sure, he may stop even a second attempt. <laughs> but when it gets to that third, fourth, fifth, and we're pushing like double digit attempts, you can't tell me Alexander's not on his back getting choked out. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we could see next level Alex. Maybe we could see five star UFC four blue, sh- like just absolute sick short design alex volkanovsky because they always give like the really good fighters that they put on there like cool shorts and stuff yeah so maybe we're gonna get an absolute god tier alex and if if he wins i'll forget about everything about max holloway and that division is gonna be crazy and we'll talk about the main event right now we get mech I mean, the co-main event we get the freaking mexican warrior yeah you rodriguez who hot take hot take right now I think that guy is probably one of the only... I think, besides, obviously, Ilya. You know how I feel about Ilya and Mavsar. I think they can beat Alex. But the dude that I saw against Brian Ortega was, like, scary. Like, stinging shots. Apps so crisp and clean. You saw it against Max Holloway. He was popping Max Holloway. And if it wasn't for Max Holloway starting to grapple with him a little bit... It was kind of crazy on the feet. It was like pretty even. So you never know what's going to happen here. And I think that we're going to see Josh. I think we're going to see Yair Rodriguez steamroll Josh Emmett. And then I think we're going. I'm going to lay out the featherweight picture. Alex, I'd say 80% chance he's going to lose this fight. He's going to go back down. He's going to face Yair Rodriguez. Could Yair pull off one of the upsets? I think he could. And what does that do? Max is going to piece up Arnold Allen. All right? And that's a fact. Max is... Arnold Allen is no shot against Max Holloway. Max Holloway, this is the levels. Alexander, we're going to go down a little bit. Max. And then, after that, I'd say Yair is a little bit worse than Max. Arnold's a little bit worse than Yair. And then the rest of the pack. I guess Josh Emmons in there somewhere. And Calvin Cater and all those guys. But Max is going to get the title back because Yair is going to beat Alex Volkanovsky. That is my hot take. One of my hot takes. One of my many hot takes. <laughs> that's the we only should title w- segments hot takes. That's the only way he gets the belt back. Because we know, if unless Max comes back absolutely god tier level on the feet, not afraid to engage, I just don't see him beating Alex. Max does have a few more years in the tank, but does he, though? Because he's taking a lot of damage. You never You're know. going back and forth at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. We'll just have to find out on Saturday. Well, I won't even be able to watch it, so there's that. I'm pumped. I'll be working, and then I have a Galentine's. With the ladies, with the future educators of America. What are the fights that excite me most on this card? Let's hear them. Jimmy Malarkey. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as I read that name, I said he's going to read that name. So, so all you need to know about Jamie Malarkey is he finds the target. Doesn't matter who he's fighting. Finds the target. He could be losing early in the fight. He could be winning early in the fight. He could be losing later in the fight. He could be winning later in the fight. <laughs> he finds the target. You just never have to worry about that guy not landing shots on the feet. Always a fast starter. Always a fast finisher. He's a good guy. Like, if you're going to stand and trade with Jalen Turner, just goes to show the cojones you have strapped on you. Cojones. That's the one guy. Now, the one fight. The fight that not enough people are talking about. This car wasn't even talked about enough. Melsic Bogdasarian is coming back to fight his most difficult opponent to date, Josh Kulibau. Josh Kulibau's fight with Sung Woo Choi, absolute berserk madness. Melsuk Bagdasarian, he had a, he was supposed to fight TJ Laramie a little bit ago, but then he hurt his hand, I think, but now he's back. And he beat Bruno Souza. Bruno was didn't want to engage with him whatsoever. He knocked out Colin Anglin in his UFC debut. Melsuk Bagdasarian has the skills to be one of the best featherweight fighters in the UFC, without a doubt. Takedown defense hasn't really been tested too much, but when Colin Anglin shot, he got back up to his feet. Um, 
but Melsic, he's going to be able to display his striking. He didn't really get to do that against Bruno Souza, which I think he really wanted to. He was throwing, he was just kicking him down. He was chopping down Bruno Souza's legs with his leg kicks and stuff, but Bruno was just circling around the octagon the entire time. Josh Koulibau is going to make him, it's just going to test Melsic all around. Josh Koulibau, he's going to shoot on him. Josh Koulibau is going to throw heat. And my X factor is... And just what makes this fight extremely interesting is very few guys probably are going to match Melsic Bagdasari in terms of speed on the feet, in terms of throwing hands. Josh Kulibal is going to match his speed throwing hands. He's going to maybe beat like Melsic to the punch, literally. I've literally pulled that joke before earlier on two months ago. But like that's what I, literally what I mean. I think Josh Kulibal could land first against Melsic Bagdasari. The one thing Melsic got on him is the late kicks. This dude... Nothing is telegraphed, all right? He can spin you into a... He can spinning heel kick you into a different dimension. And that's one thing. Josh Koulibaly is susceptible. The he's, he's not afraid to take one to give one. And the one thing is, if you take one from Melsic, you might not be waking up <laughs> on the right side of things. Like, you're probably going to be waking up in the hospital. I'm not going to lie. Melsic Bagdasarian, I just think that it's going to be good for him because a lot of guys, they know a striking is absolutely insane. They know how fast he is. Like, he's just one of those guys when you watch it through the TV, you're like, oh my God, mm. this is why I didn't do mixed martial arts growing up. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to have to face this Armenian freak show one day if I get good enough. And so Josh Koulibaly, even though he's my Filipino boy, or relative somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line somewhere, I'm going to have to go with Melsic on this one because I really think Melsic's got the tools. He's 31. He's in his prime. He's one of those dudes that I know Ilya Taporia has the juice. I know Mofsar's got the juice. I don't know how much juice Mofsar's got on the feet for Mel, uh, for Alexander Volkanovsky, but in terms of just pure striking and just absolute shred city, I mean, Melsic's bodied. I mean, the dude has, he's been taking pictures and I literally, it's a, it's a thumb stopper. You're like, holy shit, bro. Have you like been eating anything? <laughs> Have you been doing anything besides just kicking the heavy bag and being the shit out of your training partners? It's like not a way to live. Bro, like Melsic is absolutely shred city. And I just don't know if Josh, this is just such a fun fight. And Josh is not scared of anybody on planet earth. And Melsic is going to get a guy that is going to allow him to display his full skill set. And I think Melsic is going to impress the whole entire world. It's his stage. He's going to take it over. Um, But yeah, that's the fight we're not talking about enough. Jack Della, obviously, I think he's going to... Stun the world, dude. He's going to stun the world. He's going to first round knockout of Randy Rubeboy Brown. I was listening to Paul Felder and Michael Chiesa talk today, and I couldn't agree more, dude. Jack Della Madalena's boxing is some of the best in the UFC. The way that he can just work the body. I mean, his left hook, his south, but he's just so clean. He knocked out uh, Danny Hot Chocolate, I think. I thought Danny might have a shot in that fight. Yeah, it was knockout in the Ramzan. I mean, if he drops Ramzan with the body shot, and then Pete Rodriguez obviously he popped him too pete rodriguez he's a fun fighter but jack della he's gonna take pith by storm <laughs> and he's going to knock out randy Rubeboy brown yeah you're just gonna bust out through josh Emmett, i hope and yeah that that's just the main fight dude is josh kulibal versus melsic bagasarian it's gonna be on the prelims dog you gotta watch it it's gonna be 15 minutes of freaking flames it's gonna be crazy baby but yeah, I'm really, I'm pumped for it. When I was looking through, I was expecting it to be a little bit more stacked, but it's going to end up being one of those cards that's really good. No surprise. Yeah. yeah just like um, the card before last. There was some, there was some card. I think that people were like, Oh my God, it's not, it's not stocked, but it ended up being really good. Um, To finish it off. Did I talk? Did we talk about just really fast? Yeah, we're pushing an hour here. Well, if we didn't talk 30 minutes about Ken's artist and pizza. It was a 10-minute conversation, but yeah. Oh, God. We also always Give me some hot takes. Week. Give me some hot takes. I don't got nothing for you. No, I want you to tell me. What Do you think Brandon Moreno is going to still be the champion by the end of the year? No. You think Alejandro Pantoja is just going to beat Brandon Moreno by the end of the year? I can feel it. <laughs> Aljani Pantoja is probably going to beat Brandon Moreno just because he has his number. But also, do not be surprised. These are like our hot takes for who could be an, an, an becoming champion. Manel Cap, dude. I think he's going to get his fight again against him later in the year. Against uh, Mateusz Nikolaou just got a fight against Brandon Royville. I think Mateusz gets past Brandon Royville. Why not give Manel Cap a f- his rematch against Man- uh, Mateusz Nikolaou? After that, he gets a title shot. I would not be surprised if Manel Cap ends up getting the title by the end of the year, bro. That is my hot take. Next is that... I really do believe that our boy, 
Marlon Chito Vera. He's going to get his hand on the belt eventually. He's just too much of a badass not to get one. Um, same with Umar Nurmagomedov. It's probably not going to happen this year, dude. But I think Chito Vera is probably the most likely candidate to get a belt back. Piotr Jan, I just don't know if he has the juice in the tank to beat Aljamain. Um, Marab, it's going to be an interesting fight. But he can't beat Aljamain because they're not going to fight because they're best friends. Next one is Yair Rodriguez. I think he could knock off Alexander Volkanovsky. Islam, nobody's going to beat Islam. That's a fact on God. Except Armon, but Armon's not going to get a title shot soon. Leon's probably going to lose to Kamaru again. And then Hamzat. Hamzat Uzman by the end of the year. Oh my God. That'd be crazy. Hamzat could be middleweight champion in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, I'm Hal Hill. Who the fuck knows with light heavyweight? Whoa. Jean Whaley. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about this harder. But Yeah, we can make this longer. You don't have to rush through this. 2023 is almost over. Don't worry. Oh, dude, Shavkat Rachmanov, though. He should be number one in the world. Shavkat Rachmanov beats everybody in the top five right now. Dang. That's a hot take. <sighs> Fuck, dude. There's so many good fighters. It's insane. All right, sign off. This year is going to be a crazy, like probably the craziest year for UFC so far. Just because of tough. And also fuck Power Slap. Well, <laughs> when we have Mitchell a UFC heavyweight, open hand wrist slapping Can you imagine? with this part of Can your you body imagine? against a normal human being, how do you not expect them to go unconscious? And how is that legal? <laughs> Literally, I feel like some of these fighters, they should be like, their bodies should be, what is it called? Like registered weapons? Like their hands. If you were in the UFC, you should not have allowed to be doing power slap. Okay. Like if you were fighting MM, like on the Ultimate Fighter, and you're a heavyweight, the biggest division, <laughs> should be fucking illegal. This sport that should is, be outlawed. It does, it does sound illegal. It's basically gifting CTE. It's what's like that? I'm gonna open hand gift you. What's CTE? Dude, what's the name for it? Let's look up. We'll have an education thing because everybody throws it around. Nobody actually knows what it is. It definitely. Have oh yeah, it's chronic it. traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So it's a degenerative mm. brain disease found in athletes, military vets, and others. If you're say military, say military. Military. It's military. Military. Military vets. <laughs> military veterans. Military veterans. And others with a history of repetitive brain trauma. Encephalopathy. 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 Bam, that's a fucking twister of the tongue, dude. It's a freaking... I call it on the Fs. It's okay. The last five minutes, I've just been really going off. <laughs> you, personality. Oh, me. Memory problems, that's me. That's me. I have memory problems. You have mood changes, mood swings over here. I'm yeah, just a swinger all mean. around, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a swinger at hot takes. Like, I gotta take my swing. Okay, we're gonna chill. Okay, that's where we're gonna end it on. We'll have. See, we already are being better. We said we'd be back next week we came back so we might see you next week we might not but for now we'll say we'll see you next week and hopefully we will be right yeah um yep we'll think of better topics next time these were all good topics this yeah. was a good combo we're gonna clip it up dice <laughs> it up put it on the highlights snip, snip, page. Snip. put it on the highlights page for you um <laughs> Yeah, I just really don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a fun night of fights. Could be mind blown. I'll tell you what. Might do an episode of Alex Wins. Just one like Just quickie. a quick little. Just a quickie. Because if Alex wins, oh boy, does that open things up. <laughs> oh boy, does that open things up. And if Alex wins, what the hell do you do? What does this do for the division? Oh, we're going to do a... Makachev Volk rematch dude what why you know how many lightweights are chomping at the bit to get a title shot 
I don't know, man. But it is kind of cleaned out. I mean, if one division has earned a spot to do a double champ, it is probably lightweight just because, like, the top guys like Gaethje and Dustin have already got their chance against to get their titles, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like it makes kind of sense that you can, like, do some funky with it because the top guys are still at the top and they never got, they never, like, punched their ticket. They never, like, took advantage of the opportunity. You know? Yeah. So I guess it is a division that actually has earned a chance to get a little bit freaky with it but <laughs> these metaphors you're using are just i mean it's facts though yeah. gaethje lost to habib and charles same with dustin really imagine crazy. if volk wins though how many people are going to be lining that up would, for a title that would be shot, crazy though? yeah that one is going to be crazy volk could be the only man on planet earth that can beat islam I don't know. Dude, we'll stop listening, out. bro. If you haven't stopped listening by now, what are you doing? Well, we'll see you guys next week. Sorry we brought the we brought the energy down a little bit, but we're just pondering things. Kellen's just, a just fun thinking time of, to be alive. It's of a fun time so to be many a, scenarios. a Ma fan. Yeah, a Ma fan. Okay. An we're hour gonna, and one minute for you guys. Sign off. This is a long one. And we're going to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I need to get sleep. Gotta go. This See is a message from our sponsors, week. guys. We're going to sign off. Sponsor us. Yeti, not a sponsor. This is Stanley, but okay. Bye. No, I have a Yeti, though. Stanley, oh. Stanley sucks. <laughs> it's a trend. It'll die. <laughs>